0: Peace of our Lord be with you. Let everyone be quick to listen and slow to speak. If anything, they are religious, but do not bridle their tongues, their religion is worthless. With those words, the writer of this morning's epistle lesson assigns enormous weight to what we say and how we say it. A subject which will come up again in James chapter 3 where the writer of the book of James will go so far as to call the tongue a restless evil, full of deadly poison. While James' severe assessment of how much words matter may strike us as a bit harsh and overstated, he is actually in good Bible company when he assigns that much significance to what we say and how we say it take for example proverbs 18:21 which says life and death are in the power of the tongue and matthew 12:36 through 37 where Jesus is reported to have said, on the day of judgment, you will have to give an account for every careless word you utter. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. We much prefer John 3.16, which suggests that it is only by what we do or do not believe about Jesus that we will be justified or condemned. But Matthew 12.36 and 37 are in the same Bible as John 3.16. And somehow or another, across the centuries, we have managed to make everything about John 3.16 and make nothing of Matthew 12, 36 and 37, which says just as clearly and just as plainly that on the day of judgment, we will be justified or condemned by our words. All of which is just another way of saying that words matter. Their potential to give comfort and strength is enormous as is their capacity to inflict deep wounds and do great harm. A capacity to hurt and harm which runs so deep that in James chapter 3, the Bible actually refers to the tongue as a fire kindled in hell problem, of course, is not just the tongue from which our words fall, but also and more so the heart from which our words rise. Jesus says as much in Matthew 12, 34, when He says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if the heart is full of anger and fear, bitterness and resentment, then out of that abundance, the mouth may speak reckless gossip, hurtful sarcasm, small-minded prejudice, and graceless judgment. If, on the other hand, the heart is full of the Spirit of God, then out of that abundance the mouth may speak kindness, gentleness, truth, and love. But either way, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And according to what Jesus is reported to have said in the book of Matthew, what the mouth speaks actually matters so much that on the day of judgment, it will be by our words that we will be justified or condemned. Sometimes the Bible says it is by what we believe that we will be justified or condemned. Sometimes, as in Matthew chapter 25, the Bible says it is by what we do that we will be justified or condemned. And in that particular corner of the book of Matthew, the Bible says it will be by our words that we will be justified or condemned or As this morning's epistle passage puts it, if anything they are religious, but do not bridle their tongues, their religion is worthless. They say that there are 31,240 verses in the Bible. I don't know that for a fact, but that's what they say. We can't memorize all 31,240 of them, I don't think, but that might be a good one for us to memorize. It's only 16 words. We can do this. If any think they are religious, but do not bridle their tongues, their religion is worthless if we could get those words tucked away down there in the reservoir of our heart and soul, memory and mind, then who knows? The next time we are about to spread a rumor, tease a classmate, or judge a friend, it might actually stop us. If anything, they are religious but do not bridle their tongues. Their religion is worthless. You get something like that rolling around inside our minds, tucked away down there in the reservoir of our heart and soul and mind and and memory. And perhaps the next time we're poised and eager to forward that Facebook post group, text, Twitter, tweet, or email, we might actually stop long enough to ask ourselves if the words we are about to say or send will embody the goodness of God or reveal our hearts to be full of something other than the Spirit of God. My sisters and brothers, there is nothing at all wrong with taking brief, momentary vows of silence off and on, all through the day waiting to speak until our heart is so flooded with the love of God that nothing but grace can come up from there because nothing but love is left down in there. It may not be easy, of course, for many reasons, Partly because our friends who have come to expect us to speak and act in certain ways will not understand our hesitation to leap into the conversation. But that's all right. If they ask why you are not joining in with your usual reckless abandon, Just tell them that you're trying to learn to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Tell them that you got baptized back there somewhere and you're finally trying to live like it. Tell them that you're waiting to speak until your heart is so flooded with the love of God that nothing but grace can come up from there because nothing but love is left down in there. I realize, of course, how impossible all of that sounds. I realize how unrealistic, idealistic, naive and impossible it sounds for me to suggest that we might actually live that way in the real world. And the truth is, it would be impossible if we did not have the Holy Spirit. This would be utterly, totally, absolutely, completely impossible if we did not have the Holy Spirit living in us and working on us and speaking through us. Yes, you are right. (laughs) This is impossible. Or at least it would be if we did not have the Holy Spirit. But we do.